Welcome into the Big Red Zone podcast, episode eight, New Year's edition. We are so happy to be here. I am one of your hosts, Max. I am one of your other hosts, Brad. Your second other host, Roy. And welcome back to the show. Guys, I think this is some sort of record. Three, three shows in like a month, giving the people what they want. Hey, the people requested it. We delivered. Hell yeah. So before we get into the football, guys, obviously, the, this is the New Year's show, you know. Uh, New Year, new us. So I'm just curious. Well, what are some of your guys' resolutions? Uh, I guess mine is kind of lame in a two-parter. Uh, mine is to, first of all, be more present because I think I need to do a lot better job doing that, especially with all the things going on, both in the NFL and during the semester. And also just kind of control what you can't control. You know, don't work, don't sweat the stuff that's out of your control, um, whether that's your playoff destiny for the Chargers or uh, otherwise. So, yeah. Huge fan of that one. Absolutely agree. That's also kind of like, like I've, I've also thought about that stuff. I think, uh, a little less deep one one of my resolutions is to like take more pictures uh because I think throughout the semester it's like it's pretty easy to get lost in the shuffle and then looking back you know like you, you remember the big things but a lot of those nice little memories we tend to forget so I'm trying to trying to take more pictures and cherish a lot more of those little moments those are all good ones I uh I can't say mine are quite as deep there although I really love uh the sentiment from both of you uh, I also have two. One of mine is just be more active. Like I feel like um, as a student, I just spend so much time sitting in front of like a laptop or such. Um, and I just want to be more active, just in, more active lifestyle, just in general, just like, you know, like uh, better foods that uh, induce more like active uh, living. That's my first one. And the second one is I want to get the BRZ podcast to 10k by december 31st 2022 you heard it here first brz is going mainstream we're going big and we're also getting the gains so stay tuned for progress picks because we'll, we'll be hitting the gym and we'll be huge by december 31st both in the pod and physically so and, so and stay be on the lookout for uh our youtube channel which will feature our video of the podcast coming soon coming soon and other behind the scenes content from you know like crazy football watch parties to doing prom sets so lots of behind the scenes content. <laughs> mostly doing proms <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that that was great a nice little, little wholesome wholesome vibes to start the show new year looking forward to what 2022 has in store but uh but now let, let's get into some of the football so to start off uh for for fans of the show you heard that last week we we made our picks for every single game on the schedule. And, you know, a little bit up and down for us. Uh, Brad got seven right out of 16. Roy got eight and I got nine. So in the podcast, I won among the three of us. For each of us, uh, I think we each got a plus one uh, because we did not know that the Ravens would be missing their starting quarterback and their backup quarterback. And uh, Rowey did not know that the Saints would be starting Ian Book, unless he's a huge Ian Book believer. I think he wants that one back. Um, so really, it's 8, 9, 10, but still not great. So guys, where were you right and where were you wrong? G give me some of the updates. Well, you know, the, the Texans had kind of a nice game, which was uh, unfortunate. Um, not to start off with the Chargers or anything, but I feel like this was probably the upset of the week. I mean, none of us saw it coming. The Texans, who were very COVID-ravaged, the team is, like, ravaged enough and then put COVID on top of that. I don't think anybody gave them a chance. Um, and they came out, and they kind of dominated that game. They, you know, Davis Mills looked like Aaron Rodgers. Rex Burkhead looked like John Taylor. You know, I'm, I, I give the Texans a lot of credit because, you know, they, they showed up, and ultimately, you know, the Chargers had a really, really bad week. So I think that really surprised everyone. But then again, did it really, though? Because, like, the charges have really been really inconsistent. This is definitely a new low. Um, but, you know, that, that was definitely a surprise. I definitely yeah. agree. I agree with the surprise. I sort of have – I have two immediate questions about the Chargers. 
uh, coming off of this game because it was a huge upset. You're right. And I have one sort of bigger picture question about the immediate question about the Chargers. One, are they a playoff team? Do, do they end up making it? Uh, they're tied for the wild card spot right now. Two, does their run defense mean that they can't make a run? Or, or was this just injuries? And three, more big picture. Based on this game and based on, I'll say, the last few weeks, do you guys think the Texans give Davis Mills a chance next year? No. He's a placeholder. We all know he's a placeholder. Now, I've learned from this experience that he could actually get a job as a starting backup quarterback. Or that, sorry, that was uh, uh, an ability of an oxymoron. I think that he could get a job as a backup quarterback in the NFL. I think he's good enough. The way I see it, the point of a backup quarterback is their ability to be able to be told less than a week in advance that they'll be starting and win you one game. Their goal is not to win you a season of games. Their goal is not to get you to the playoffs. Their goal is that when you need them for that one or two games, they're ready and they can come out with the W. I think he's better than I thought he was going to be. I don't think he's a total dud, but I, don't, I think it'd be a little uh, overreactive to now say that he should be a starting quarterback. I mean, there are better options out there. It's the same thing with Taylor Heineke. I mean, he's great, but he's just not good enough. And that's the problem is that the NFL, you can't just be good. You have to be great. And I don't think he's great. I think that, I agree. I think he is a placeholder, but I, I think he's shown them enough. And I, I think it's going to take, because the Texans are, as Roey said, ravaged, uh, they, they don't have that much flexibility in terms of like who, the, who they can get. And all the Deshaun Watson controversy and stuff obviously has his status up in the air. I think they'll end, personally enter next season with a QB competition. So they'll, they'll bring in someone, I think. But I think that Davis Mills has shown enough that Maybe they give him a shot, at least at least for a few games to, to try it out. Just to be clear, I'm not saying that he might not be the – I'm not saying that he will not be the Texans starting quarterback mm-hmm. next year. I'm simply saying I see Taylor Heineke. Right. I see a situation where he's shown flashes. Now, for Taylor Heineke, he almost outdueled Tom Brady in a playoff game. Um, didn't, and also but, lost by uh, 42 points to the Cowboys, which which we might get to in a bit, but continue. My point is Taylor Heineke, he's just not the guy. As much as people would like to think that he's like who the Washington football team should be building around, he's not. Davis Mills very well might be the quarterback next year for the reasons that you just said, because I can't get another guy, but he's not the future. And building around him or seeing him as such is a mistake in my opinion. Those who know me know I'm like kind of a suspicious guy or superstitious, hopefully not suspicious, superstitious, potentially both. You know, when I, when I see a black cat on the road, I'll get spooked. I find myself knocking on wood a couple times every day. And I also believe in the Tyrod Taylor superstition, as in every time Tyrod Taylor steps in, the next franchise guy comes in. Uh, once Tyrod, unfortunately, from a variety of circumstances, from messed up vaccinations, numbing vaccines to whatever else it has been over the past. Somehow the team always finds their franchise guy. It started with Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Davis Mills. Let's go. Davis Mills is the next franchise guy for the Texans. I saw a lot out of this guy. This guy played very well. Now, look, I am riding the hype a little bit. This guy had a really tough start to the season. But I think the the good thing for the Texans about this game, beating a rather acclaimed team uh, in the Chargers, you know, relative to some of the other teams in this league, is that what I think it did is that it guaranteed Davis Mills a starting position heading into next year. And more importantly, I'd say it guaranteed David Cully his job. Because I think really, like at some points in the season, people were saying, this guy's, this team's going nowhere. They've won, what, two games I think that having a statement win like this on a really tough week for the Texans showed that these two guys at the helm of the organization could potentially get it done. I think if anything, it's given them another chance. And I don't think Tyrod Taylor being there is any coincidence. I'm just saying. Well, speaking of the guy and thinking about the future, is Baker Mayfield the guy? I I honestly want to know, is Baker Mayfield the guy? 
it's it's interesting it's an interesting question I think that Baker is good I don't think he's 35 million a year good um it just depends whether they pay him what he's worth which I think is about 20 to 25 million a year whether he turns that down I think that under the correct circumstances he can be the guy to to lead a team on a deep playoff run I think he's been playing hurt this year I think the Browns have had quite a few things go against them including COVID some unlucky losses uh just this last week uh, a bad penalty non-call that prevented a win uh, but I think that the Cleveland media is kind of turning on Baker. And I don't know that if that environment for the future is one where, where he'll succeed and he'll bring them to, to the promised land. I too, myself, I'm really not a Baker believer. I want to like him just because with all the personality stuff aside, I think he represents some of the little guys out there, myself included, uh, just as in like, he's kind of a little like, firecracker. Murray hater. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But I think I just love the way he plays. I love the chip on his shoulder because, um, you know, playing in fourth grade football, uh, Pee Wee, I'm going to show an image. Unfortunately, this won't be on YouTube. But I was also the little guy as, as a third string lineman. So I think Baker's repping it out there for all of us. Uh, my football days are very much behind, le- behind me and potentially Baker's days as a starting QB, a franchise guy are maybe behind him, too. Um, I don't see it happening. I just think he makes too many mistakes. I get that he's playing on a hurt shoulder. It shows lots of toughness. I just haven't seen that same development as I've seen guys like Josh Allen and even Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson did his credits develop to throwing a lot over the past two years. So I, I needed to see more and I haven't. Unfortunately, it'd be interesting to see what they do with Baker, but I don't believe in him as of now. Yeah, I mean, I'd first like to say that having played uh, football with Rowie, I can confirm that his football days are behind him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, on a, on a more serious note, m- my prediction is that Baker Mayfield and Cleveland will divorce. And I think Baker, and I don't know where, so don't ask me, but he will get one more shot at one other team. He's going to go to some other team. It's going to be a good position. It's not going to be like a like a Texans or Detroit Lions situation where he has nobody around him. He'll have good enough people around him that a good quarterback, great quarterback should be able to do something with. And that will be it. He will either shine or he won't. Now I, he's playing hurt and I get that. So it's hard for me to say he's never going to be good because of all these qualifiers, like his injury and this and that, but I just, he's four years, man. He's been in the NFL for four years. And the most he's gotten to is is a yeah, divisional round, right? Yeah, divisional round. Chiefs and Bills were last year. Um, divisional round playoff game. Uh, he's not bad. I'm not like he's he's not, he's objectively not bad. I just don't think he's great. Like I I don't like I, I see him as one of those. I see him as a Kirk Cousins. He's good enough yeah. that you won't like that you will try and build around him. I just don't think he's ever going to be good enough to actually get you to the end finish line, which is a Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield, Steelers starting quarterback next year. You heard it here first. No, nah, I'm kidding. But I think that Baker's, I think there's a lot of really inter- interesting quarterback storylines heading, heading into the off season um, that we'll, we'll cover on future pods. Um, Baker included Go- going back to, to the previous question, just for a bit. Chargers playoff team guys, Ro, you're a little biased, but but yes or no, what do you think? I mean, obviously, I mean, let's let's not completely overreact. They did lose to the Texans. It was ugly. The Cardinals also lost to the Lions. Everybody thinks the Cardinals are gonna be a playoff team. Let's also not forget that the Chargers were playing very, very hurt, especially on defense, because the offense had a fine day. The offense, I mean, like they didn't blow you away. They didn't you know, go all Cowboys on you and score like 56 points. But the Chargers offense had a fine day. The defense was horrendous and they were playing hurt. So yes, obviously a playoff team on my side. I I actually think they're not a playoff team. I might surprise some people, but, but not for the reason that you might think. I think we're going to go out these next two weeks and I think we are going to win both of these games. I think we're going to end the season very strong, um, or at least I like to believe that. I think we're not going to be a playoff team because right now, because of this Texans loss, the Chargers have lost control of their own destiny. We require either one of the rate or both, sorry, both of the Ravens or Dolphins to lose at least one of their next two games. 
And looking at the two games uh, for the Ravens or Dolphins, I mean, it's reasonable, right? The Dolphins have the uh, Titans and the Patriots, two good teams. The Ravens have the Rams and the Steelers, one good team. But I think that one of those two teams, and I guess you'll see which one potentially once we get to our pick segment at the end, so stay tuned. I think one of those two teams will end up winning out as well. So I think the Chargers finish strong, but another team does too and ultimately edge them out in Chargers fashion. I sadly agree that the Chargers won't make the playoffs. Um, I do think that the tiebreakers, they need some things to bounce their directions. I think they also have like two two decently tough games, especially the Raiders uh, in week 18. I think that would be a really interesting game. They're also playing the Broncos, which the Broncos won against them last time out. So they're no pushover. Um, and I think this loss to the Texans really does hurt them. And I mean, you guys know I've been I've been a Dolphins believer from day one, and they do kind of control their own destiny right now. So I think it'd be really interesting to see which way the the balls bounce. Yeah, I mean, this kind of brings about a different topic that I'd really just love to chat about for a sec, which is NFL parity this year. I mean, this is crazy to me. How many teams like have a shot here? And I think a lot of our picks reflect that. Like, on average, we were about, like, half right. As in, like, the team that was supposed to win didn't win most of the time this past week. Uh, I mean, I mean, I can't be the one who's seeing it, right? I mean, the, the parody is off the charts. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Uh, I think that the one team that's been kind of consistently good all year has been the Packers, and even they had, had a huge blip week one. I think besides that, every contender has kind of had its fault. And the middle ground is so much wider this year than, than it has been in years past. I mean, just even, even up until a few, like last week, I think there are only six or seven teams eliminated uh, from playoff contention. Obviously, some teams are long shots. But the amount of teams in the, in the um, AFC that are eight and seven, seven and eight, the amount of teams in the NFC that, that have stuck around until the last second. Somehow the Falcons are one game out of a playoff spot right now, and they're god-awful. Like, even the Washington football team, after its embarrassing loss, isn't eliminated. I think on a given week, anybody can beat anybody besides the Jaguars. The Jaguars can't beat anybody. So yeah. with, all this, with all this being said um... – what what are your guys' Super Bowl picks? I know you just mentioned everybody's inconsistent and everything, but who who's taking this all the way? It might be difficult to say, but I know we, we made some picks, so why don't everybody, you know, go over the picks that you might have made a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, and then say if you'd like to change, stick to it. Who, who, well, I'll I'll start. You, really? Oh, 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 Matt, Matt, Max. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll start because mine is the easiest one. I made a pick four weeks ago and my pick is staying the exact same and at the time it was maybe a little surprising and now it's probably the most boring pick that you can make um because it's both teams leading leading the conferences right now uh it is the Packers and the Chiefs I from the very start had said that the Packers have been the most consistent team they're being led by the best quarterback in the league this year probably back-to-back and MVP uh only the fourth quarterback to potentially do that I think I would personally give it to Jonathan Taylor, but that's a, t- a conversation for another time. Um, I think that the Packers are great. I think that the Chiefs have come on at the very last second. I know y'all clowned me a few weeks ago for for crowning them as the AFC championship as the AFC champion. I don't think it's a lock. Like I, I don't think that they're guaranteed to win. Um, I think that the Packers are like they're more ahead in the NFC than I think the Chiefs are in the AFC. But I think the Packers-Chiefs is the showdown. I think Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl for Green Bay. And that was my pick four weeks ago, and that's my pick now. I honestly would like to give you credit for that because I think during the Chiefs drought, especially me with my Chargers bias, I really wanted the Chiefs to be bad, and they ended up pulling through. The Packers, obviously Aaron Rodgers proved that he is probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, No way around it. Um, so I, I do respect that pick. And honestly, it probably is the most likely pick at this point, but I'm also going to stick to my pick. I picked the bills and the Buccaneers. Now back then it might've been slightly less of a hot take than it is now specifically with the bills. Um, but I just want to, I just think that every year, 
I kind of fall for this Aaron Rodgers narrative that this is the year he takes him to the Super Bowl. And then either he misses the championship altogether or loses in the NFC championship. And so I haven't seen that big a difference from him this year versus other years where he's convinced me I'm going to take that next step and actually beat Tom Brady or beat whoever it is in the NFC championship. Um, and I think that the, that the, uh, that the bills are also going to be contending for the AFC. I think that the Bills right now are pretty, maybe even going to be in the fourth seed at this point. Time will tell. I just think that they're a team that when they're mad and when they can play together as a group, and when I say mad is when they're motivated and play with chips on their shoulders, I think that they can be a really, really good team. I think that this is a team that's overlooked. And I really expect a Chiefs-Bills rematch in the AFC Championship. And kind of like how the Bills bounced back against the Patriots, much to your guys' chagrin this past week, I think that the Bills do the same thing against the Chiefs, play with that same anger at Arrowhead, just like they did at Gillette, and bounce back in another rematch game. So I am sticking to my pick, Bills-Buccaneers, although I understand it probably is a hot take at this point. I actually think that the Buccaneers – well, I, I guess it's not more of a hot take. I just think that the Buccaneers' injuries, especially Chris Godwin, have scared me a little bit. And they do have Antonio Brown back. And obviously, like, I trust Tom Brady when the game's on the line. But the the way that their their current teams are constructed, I struggle imagining them beating Aaron Rodgers, especially in the cold-weather game. But I do respect your pick, and I think that the Bills are coming on as of late. No, yeah. I mean, really good stuff. Uh, and I agree with, you know, little bits and pieces of what you both said. Uh, initially, I picked Ravens Packers. Uh, I stand by one of those. I think the Packers are still it. I think that last year they were almost there and very well could have been in the Super Bowl. But, you know, uh, somebody by the name of Aaron Rodgers didn't have the control that he has over this team right now. And what I mean by that is that if the Packers are in a fourth and 10 situation or something of that ilk, they're not kicking, they're going for it. And they have the team to make it this year. And I think this was compounded by, as Max was just saying, the Bucks injuries, uh, obviously you never wish that upon any team, just on the NFC to me, it's clear. It's the Packers. Now from the AFC, I'm going to give you a pick and it's highly contingent. I'm expecting something to happen. If that something doesn't happen, you can call this pick invalid because I don't stand by this team. Without any, uh, you know, uh, walking around the bush, it's Titans. If Derrick Henry comes back and he looks similar slash the same to how he was before he came off the field earlier this year, I think the Titans have the team. I think they have that grit to do it. And the reason I say this is because the Bills, as good as they are, I agree with everything Roey said, as much as it pained me to see them uh, beat my Patriots this past week, their one fault is the run game. If if a team has a really, really good run game that they can't stop, they just they, they can't compete. And Derrick Henry, if he's back, is more than good enough to, you know, be like that Jonathan Taylor from the Colts who gashed them 45 to 3. Uh, and I think that Ryan Tannehill's game is elevated when Derrick Henry's on the field because teams have to be guessing what they're doing. And when they're guessing, Ryan Tannehill always seems to find a way to connect. A.J. Brown is back. He looked like a beast in this past week's game. So, yeah, I'm choosing Packers-Titans. I think that the Packers would win that Super Bowl game. But if Derrick Henry doesn't come back or comes back and is like limited or looks like a shell of himself, then I obviously am not going to stand by this pick, but if he does, and he's even like half to three quarters as good as he was before he came out with an injury, I got to pick the Titans. Brad, I love that pick. After we all finished giving our picks, I was going to give a list of a few dark horse teams that I wanted your thoughts on. And I didn't think that any one of us would pick the Titans. So uh, I was going to list them as one of those teams. I think that, one of the games that we all got wrong this last week was we all picked the Niners to beat the Titans uh, and the Titans ended up coming out on top. Uh, and like, really they did it in a route, which we haven't seen yet this year, which was through the air going at AJ Brown consistently. As you said, he was dominating. That man looked like a beast. If Derrick Henry comes back, I agree with you. I think Ryan Tannehill, this game is elevated because him off play action is super intimidating along with the ability to, 
to use his legs as we saw in that game winning drive la- uh, this past week. Um, and I think that the Titans uh, are very hard to stop if Derrick Henry's back. Speaking of dark horse teams, though, do not be surprised. I repeat, do not be surprised if the Colts are playing in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, another team that I was. Gonna I miss. yeah. I I cannot get over Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I'm going to admit, you know, going to like you know where I was wrong, where I overreacted, it was never in doubt in my mind that he was great. Like he's a fantastic running back. He has come alive in this second half of the season to the point that like if he's going, I don't know who and any other team can stop him. I mean, because Carson Wentz isn't that good. Carson Wentz good when the team thinks that Jonathan Taylor is about to gash you. So I'm just saying I'm not picking them. I don't know that they I don't know that they can do it, but do not be surprised if they're playing in the AFC Championship game. Honestly, I think I'm going to slow down this Titans-Colts hype train. I think that there's definitely precedent to it, and there's definitely teams that have had this type of makeup. And honestly, I kind of see similarities in both. A kind of overlooked quarterback who what you didn't work out on another team, went to a new team where it's kind of working out a bit more, but not really a guy that you're really going to trust. And then a stud running back. And, you know, there's been teams like that that have made it and have won championships in the past. But I think most of the time when you put it, these guys on the biggest stage, Ryan Tannehill and Carson Wentz are going to show you why they're not Rodgers and Mahomes. I think at the end of the day, if you give up the ball in a two minute drill and look, hopefully Derrick Henry and John Taylor will help them avoid those types of situations. But when you're asking those types of guys to run the two minute, I think ultimately you're going to see that there, there's some different level of eliteness that you have to have. At least that's my opinion. So I think that in the biggest moments in the playoffs, it might not work out for them. But, hey, it's happened before, so who knows? I get it, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but the only small thing I'd like to add, if Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry are playing at their best, the Titans and the Colts are not the teams who are running the two-minute. Just say that. Yeah, and I think that the that the thing that kind of makes them stand out, the Colts especially, is that like, their defense is locked down. We, we've seen over the last few weeks they managed to – to shut down some pretty damn good teams uh, in this win streak that they're riding. I think that the Titans defense is also pretty good, especially, uh, especially their rush uh, because they're getting to the QB and they're getting pressures. Um, And I think that a team in the cold weather, when they have a stud running back running like these two guys do and a good defense. uh, So they take the ball out of their quarterback's hands and make the other quarterback like rush to throw. I think that that's a very hard makeup to stop. I agree they're not the favorites, but I can definitely see why they're dark horses. Just to throw out a few other teams that I kind of want to get your thoughts on, none of us pick them, but when they're really like two of the biggest games, like two of the most interesting ones last week were the Bengals route over the Ravens led by Joe Burrow's 525 passing yards and four touchdowns. Uh, So he really showed us what he made of. And, and the Cowboys route of the Washington football team, 56 to 14, uh, they could have easily had 80 points because they had 42 in the first half. We don't even mention the sideline fighting that that game caused. But what are your guys' thoughts? I think they're really interesting. Uh, and two sort of up-and-coming teams that are a little ahead of schedule. Do you guys think that they'll make some noise? I was wrong. I was wrong about Joe Burrow. So, like, I'll, I'll, I'll share my thoughts in a sec, but – takes a big man to admit that uh, he was wrong. And I'm not that big man. I was right. I'm kidding. I was definitely wrong. Uh, Joe Burrow is pretty good. He can't be trusted. Joey franchise, man. Like, I think, I think he's, he's a guy that I've, I've honestly liked since day one, just because I think that he might not lead you in stats or might not lead in any particular category, but I think there's certain traits and X factors in quarterback that says this guy's a winner that lots of guys who get these flashy stats like Matthew Stafford types don't necessarily have. I think that Joe Burrow is that type of guy, the guy that's really tough, gritty. The team calls him Joey franchise. The NFL Twitter calls him king of the jungle, whatever you want to call him. I think that he's going to be a guy there for a long time, though. I want to say right now, I don't think they are competitors, but I think that they're going to be a team that's around for a long time. Uh, Steve Spagnolo, the Chiefs DC, said he sees a young Tom Brady. 
I don't know about that. Maybe he's just kind of overcompensating since last week the Raiders DC said that he wants to hold off on the gold jacket talk from Joe Burrow. So maybe he's doing like a complete polar opposite. In either case, Joe Burrow is definitely a guy that I see being around the NFL for a long time. Um, and, you know, a guy that I think is going to pan out for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, honestly, my thoughts on this are pretty simple. I, I think Max said it best as he was sort of introducing the topic. They're ahead of schedule. I think the Bengals are going to be pretty good with Joe Burrow uh, for a couple of years now. And I think they have some really good pieces on that team. I think that their defense can be a little bit better. I think they've got offense pretty much on lock if they can all act in synergy. Um, But to me, if the Bengals get past the wild card round, um, I think that they're, I think you have to see it as a positive. I mean, they've been so bad for so many years. And I do think that they're on their way to having a little bit of, of uh, good years ahead of them. So I think they're ahead of schedule. I think that the team to kind of, yeah, but besides ahead of schedule, I think that the the words to kind of describe this fun, this team are fun and gritty. Uh, they're the first team, I think, with a 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard rusher, and 2,000-yard receivers all under the age of 25. So the core is here. They'll be good. That they'll be good for a long time, as Brad said. The defense needs a little work. Uh, their offensive line needs a little work, and it's the jury's still out on whether Zach Taylor is really the guy. Um, but I think that they're super interesting. I think that their upcoming game against the Chiefs will will show us a lot. Show us how far they can actually go this year. I don't think they're a Super Bowl threat, um, but they're really interesting, and I think the Bengals are here to stay. Just really quickly touching on the Cowboys. Um, I don't want to overreact to like their, their route of the football team last week. Um, But I think that the offense showed up and that was one of the criticisms of this team. And I honestly think they could make a run. I also think they're ahead of schedule uh, because we weren't sure what Dak was going to be like on his return, but I think that they can make some noise and they might be my second favorite in the NFC right now. No, I'm sorry. The, the, The Cowboys are the Cowboys. Don't tell me they're ahead of schedule. For the last like three years and counting, everybody at the start of the season has said, oh my God, this is the year the Cowboys are going to be in the NFC championship game. Like, don't like, don't miss me with that. Like, come on. Like the cow, none of us mentioned. I won't miss you in our Super Bowl picks. None of us even mentioned the Cowboys. The Cowboys. That's like their dark horse, bro. They may get to an NFC championship game. I don't think they will. I'm sorry. Dak Prescott is good. He's been a little bit hot and cold, but the person who I trust the least has to be their coach. I mean, oh my God, talk about a coach who's done less for their team than like, honestly, Bruce Arians, but that's a whole other discussion. But I just, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that. um, Like he, he had the smashing the watermelons. Yep. You didn't, you didn't like that. Bruce Arians isn't doing that. But uh, I, I completely agree with Super Bowls, Roy. I'll just say that. I, I completely agree with that. I don't think the, the Cowboys are a team. Um, you know, when you play the Giants twice a year, the Eagles twice a year, and the Washington football team twice a year, you're 6-0. and oh. Then after that, point. they've won, what, five extra games, lost four. So I think five and four, whatever they are right now, is their actual record if you subtract those six wins. I just don't think it's fair to compare them in that division. Of course they're going to win. In fact, if you don't win that division, then really what are you doing? Fire the coach. They had trouble um, with the football team for like three weeks in this, like, like six weeks ago for like three weeks. The Washington football team was one game behind them. The Washington football team was led by Taylor Heineke. Like, stop. Are you kidding? Right. Hey, t- Taylor you Heineke's my guy. That in that run, you were potentially talking about whether Taylor Heineke was a franchise guy, bro. Don't disrespect. <laughs> I, I, I'm still a Taylor Heineke guy, whether he's backing up Davis Mills or has his own starting job in the future. But, but, but I will say that uh, – but I will say – Shoot, sorry, I lost my train of thought. That the Cowboys, I, I don't see them as a team. I think that fundamentally, 
they're misusing two of their key players, Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper, specifically Amari Cooper. I don't think he's getting the ball enough, and I understand they have lots of wide receiver power, but I think that ultimately on the Cowboys, when you have star players playing at AT&T Jerry World, I think they want the ball, and I think that maybe in the future, once they if they start losing some games here and there, you might see more of those rifts develop, just because I don't think they could get enough key playmakers the ball. So I think that's ultimately the, the, the Achilles heel of that team. Hey, all valid points, man. I, I just try to throw out a dark horse and y'all came at me. That's fine. I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl, <laughs> but I do think they have a really good defense. But hey, shout out Micah Parsons, though. He's shout playing out, like that. That's what I was going to say. Mike, Micah Parsons is a beast. Yeah. Like, like he's a mon- like watching that Washington football team game. Obviously, that's just one game. And I turned it off after halftime, but there was not a play I can remember that they weren't in Taylor Heineke's face. Like after one second, their pass rush is is legit. Micah Parsons is fantastic. Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, they're great. Trayvon Diggs on the back end, he gets he gets a little flack for giving up some yards. But say what you want, the man is almost the interception record holder. I think they got some very exciting playmakers. And I mean, hey, I'm interested to see what this this team does. Obviously, they're the Cowboys, uh, so they get shit for that. But it's exciting. Well- why don't we all just put our money where our mouth is and, uh, you know, let's transition into uh, our picks for tomorrow. Yes, sir. Let's do it. So for, for those who, who might have missed last week's episode, you know, we recommend you go, go and re-listen to it. But basically, uh, we'll go through the games every single game for next week. We'll each give our pick. Uh, it'll be a little friendly competition. You know, if, if you guys have a specific game that you want to highlight, go a little bit more in depth in, feel free to do so. Otherwise, we'll keep it pretty simple on the analysis. And um, uh, one, one more thing I'd like to add. If you would like to see how your picks stack up against your BRZ hosts, please email uh, brz at gmail.com your picks before kickoff tomorrow and maybe we might feature you on the uh, on the show and we'll try to go a little bit better than 500 collectively for this week let's see if we improve shall we all right so so let's start off with giants bears uh let, let's go let's go Rowie brad me that'll be the order uh, bears I, I have the bears andy dalton i believe is playing against jake from so come on let's be let's be real yeah, I also got to go at the Bears. Um, I don't know that Joe Judge has control of this team. Yeah, I mean, me too. I don't think that there's there's much to say on this one. I think the Giants are playing uh, like a team without a direction, which I, which I think they are. I don't think the Bears are that good, but I, I think the Bears are at least playing with heart. So, who bears? Uh, Jaguars, Pats. Uh, Patriots. I don't think the Patriots have that Chargers instinct in them to lose these types of games. So going to Patriots. I'm going to throw out a little bit of a hot take. I'm definitely taking the Patriots. If the Patriots do not win this game by more than seven points, as in seven points is not going to cut it, eight or more, they are not winning a playoff game. I, I, so I'm picking the Patriots. And as a Patriots fan, I hope they do what they did to the Jets back many weeks ago where they just pounded them for 54 points. But I'm telling this right now. This is at all a close game. Patriots are done. So Patriots and hopefully it's a blow. Yeah, you heard it here, folks. First, if Patriots win by eight, they're winning the Super Bowl. Um, I agree. Uh, I didn't say that, but yeah. <laughs> Cole Brad on that, by the way. For, for Max, all he meant was that he's picking the Jacks. That's all he meant. Yep, so. exactly. <laughs> also, don't put that on the record, please. <laughs> if Patriots are losing this, I'm officially becoming a Colts fan, by the way. Um, but, yeah, Patriots better win, and hopefully this reclaims their, their spot as, like, a playoff lock rather than a team uh, kind of fight, fighting to get in. Uh, Rams-Ravens. I think the Rams win this one. I think that the Rams have a division clinching scenario, I believe, if they win and the Cardinals lose. And seeing that unfortunate video of a hobbled Lamar Jackson yesterday, I don't see Tyler Huntley or whoever's going to be out there uh, beating the Rams. So I think it will be Tyler Huntley, just FYI, yeah. G- give me the Rams. Uh, Rams are playing for something. And unfortunately, I think the Ravens kind of – have accepted that this may not 
be the year they were hoping it was going to be at some point in the season. Not saying that they have nothing to play for, but um, I don't know. I, I just think Rams have more in the line and they want it more. Well, look, I yeah. think it's going to be a close game. I just think it's ultimately going to come down to the inevitable two-point conversion at the end of the game, <laughs> which the Ravens will inevitably fail to succeed. So give it to the Rams. Agreed with that analysis, by the way. Rams by one. Um, I as much as I as much as like my heart wants to pick the Ravens because I think that the Ravens are a super well coached team I think that they play with heart um and they were ravaged by COVID last week um but I think that the Ravens weakness is injuries in the secondary and I think Matt Ryan well not Matt Ryan Matt Stafford is gonna feast I agree I think it'll be a close game I do think Tyler Huntley is a pretty good uh pretty good quarterback um, but I just think that the air attack and Cooper Cup specifically will tear the roof off of the Ravens. So we're three for three in unanimous picks so far, guys. I don't think we'll be changing with this one, but Buccaneers, Jets. I think Buccaneers, not going to bore you with any analysis for that one. Just Buccaneers. <laughs> Bucks, Bucks for me too. Brady owns the Jets. It's just the way it is. Yeah, but if the Buccaneers don't win this game by 25, they're not making a playoff run. You heard it here first. I don't, guys, I don't know if a lot of the games this week are blowouts or what, or maybe I haven't gone to the good ones, but Falcons, Bills. I think I have to go Bills here. Uh, this is somewhat obvious to me, potentially not as much of a lopsided matchup, but I'll go Bills. I really want to pick the Falcons, but I think that's just the Pats fan in me. Because, I mean, the Bills are the better team. And if the Bills don't win, like, how are they going to win the playoffs? I mean, this is a game that they should win. So, Yeah, the Falcons are 7-8. and eight. This is kind of like the Cowboys thing, uh, where the Falcons beat everyone they're supposed to beat unconvincingly and get smashed by everyone better than them. Um, so, really, they're a fake 7-8 and eight team. They're, they should be, like, 4-10 four and, four and uh, 10 if they – well, yep, wait. Four and 11. Sorry, I can't do math. It's break. But um, yeah, I think that they're a fake team. They have so many holes. And I think Bills win this one very convincingly. This is an interesting game. Chiefs Bengals. I'm going to contradict everything I've said in the past, however long it's been of this podcast. I'm going to go with Chiefs here, kind of the boring pick. I think, you know, the, the Chiefs ultimately come out, potentially even clinch the AFC uh number one seed i believe if the titans yep. lose and they win um but i ultimately think that the chiefs the the the, the Bengals meet their maker here and the chiefs win guys this is a tough one for me um i gotta go Bengals. Ooh. Uh, i think <laughs> that it's very close i i could go either way on this one um I think since he just realizes that, like, um, I think momentum is is a thing. And I think they have to have some after last week's game. So I'm going Bengals. I think momentum is definitely a thing, but I don't, I don't think anyone's got more momentum, more momentum than the Chiefs as of right now. I think this is also a really tough game to call. I think especially because, like, Yes, we're talking about the Bengals and we're painting them in a very good light, but potentially if they lose this game and lose the next, like they don't make the playoffs. That that's how tough their division is too. Like the Browns could which, still make the playoffs as as that division's winner. Which is why I just I don't know. I feel like the Bengals are fighting for their lives. Right. right. I I agree. I think the Bengals are fighting for their lives. I think this will be a super interesting game. I wish they flexed this game to to Sunday night or something so it'd be in prime time. If I have to pick, I'd say I have to stick with my Super Bowl pick and roll with the Chiefs, but that's a pick I don't feel good about because I agree. I think that, you know, Joey Franchise has that chip on his shoulder. There's nothing that would make him feel better than, than uh, beating the Super Bowl favorite. Right this now. is the uh, first game where we're not unanimous, and I'm the only person who uh, picked the Bengals. Okay. okay. Moving on to Dolphins-Titans, another interesting one. So, so for our top fans who are still listening and heard me a while back in the episode mention that I don't think that the Chargers will make the playoffs. I said that it's because another team aside from the Chargers will win out. And obviously I picked the Rams to beat the Ravens. You know what that means. I'm picking the Dolphins here to start on, to continue their campaign. I'm hopping on the bandwagon seven games too late. 
and I'm picking the Dolphins over the Titans here. I think that this is a before Derrick Henry comes back. The Dolphins defense has been playing lights out. And, you know, two has gone pretty good at throwing a couple yards to the left, in the words of Logan Ryan. So Dolphins over Titans. Yeah. Interesting game. I don't know. I see it plain and simple. Dolphins are good. Titans are the better team. Titans should win. Of course, I've been burned on this thinking last week because NFL parity is crazy, but I got to go with my gut, and I think the Titans are starting to click, and I I can't pick against them. They're my Super Bowl pick, after all. Yeah, uh, you know who I can't pick against? The the team who I predicted before anyone else would be in this position. And uh, and you guys clown it. This wasn't even like that outlandish. It was like four weeks ago. It wasn't like I was saying this at one and seven. But I said that the Dolphins would be right here fighting for their playoffs lives. At this point, I'm rooting for them. Uh, like I'm fully invested. I want to see two approve the haters wrong. I think that the Titans are the better team probably. But I think that the Dolphins have a really good defense that's good at making quarterbacks uncomfortable. When Tannehill is uncomfortable, he's broken down in the past. Uh, and I pick and I hope that the Dolphins keep rolling. So I'm wrong. And speaking of Tannehill, this is a Tannehill revenge game because, you yes. know, this is his former team. So that's another cool storyline to keep track of. I just want all of our, you know, fans, listeners to know that I am the only host, it seems, who has the gall to, uh, you know, separate from the pack here and, uh, you know, make good, like, not only since like good picks, but, you know, make picks that diverge from the other hosts. Yeah, I just hear what Rowie says and then I say it. Uh, that that's my picking strategy. <laughs> um, uh, Raiders Colts guys. Uh, Colts right here. I don't think the Raiders match well enough well enough against this team. Uh, Denzel Perryman, stud linebacker. And speaking of guys that you clowned me on, you know Denzel Perryman is an OG friend of the show. He's a guy that I mentioned way back last year. Um, he's had some health issues late down the stretch, but he's a guy that's ultimately you know a guy that I knew was going to be really good ever since the Chargers released him. That being said, Denzel Perryman, shout out over. I think that, as you guys mentioned, John Taylor has been far too dominant, and I think that the Colts are going to be win this game at home. Colts have a nice winning streak. I echo everything Roe said. You know, Jonathan Taylor is a beast. Give me the Colts. Guys, I want to pick the Raiders in this game. I really do. Like, I don't know. I really like Derek Carr. He's not a top 10 quarterback but I think like I think kind of like Joe Burrow he has a chip on his shoulder he's just on like he's not good enough to really back that up a lot of the time but I still respect him playing with it like I think that like the Raiders are in the hunt you know they're they're eight and seven and if like if the chips fall the right way um they could make the playoffs like they're playing with fire um because their last two games they've been the Browns 16-14 and the Broncos 17-13. Like, they're not winning by a lot, but after every one of those games, like, Derek Carr comes out with his pump-up speech. Like, he fires me up. Like, I really want to pick the Raiders because I want to see the, the AFC playoff picture become even more of a mess. But, like I, like, I have to go cold, sadly. But, like, if the Raiders win, I will be happy for them. I will say that. Um, Eagles-Washington. <sighs> I think this game would be more interesting to see who gets knocked out on the Washington sideline. I think less interesting is my Eagles take and that the Eagles are going to win. So sorry to bore the fans. Yeah, I I don't really have too much to say. Uh, It's an NFC least game. I'm going Eagles. Yeah, Eagles, they're like, they're playing well. They're sneaky. They they control their own destiny. They're they're tied for the for the sixth seed right now with the Niners um, above 500. I think they're good. I like Jalen Hurts. Sneaky team, Eagles. I still agree with Rowie, and we're coming down to the wire here. So we'll see if we diverge even a little bit. Um, Broncos, Chargers. This may be the first game we diverge. I don't want to speak for you, uh, but I said at least that the Chargers are going to win out, I believe. I think it starts here with the win against the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I picked Chargers too. Last, There's no other way to say it. Last week was embarrassing, and I think they don't embarrass themselves twice. Yeah, you, you may have thought, bro, we're not diverging. I'm not picking Drew Locke to be Justin Herbert. Man. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, as, much as, like, I, as much as I think it'd be like, no, I, I don't want to do that. The uh, franchise guy, Davis Mills, potentially playing against 
third overall pick Trey Lance in this one. Uh, Texans Niners. I don't. I don't think that the starter is announced, but make your pick, guys. This is honestly, I think, a closer game that some people may think. I think I want to pick the Niners. I'm going to go with them just because I think the rest of their roster is a bit more experienced and they have Debo Samuel. Um, and I think that their entrance into the stadium is probably more hype than the Texans. Um, however, I think, I think the Niners ultimately veteran experience outside of quarterback position is going to prevail in this one. Yeah. I also got to go with the Niners. I do think it's going to be close. I don't know. I just, my, my gut says Niners. They have a better team overall than the Texans, even though both of them might have quarterbacks that are not proven. Dude, I swear if the Niners drop out of the playoff race and something like the Taysom Hill led Saints or the Falcons make it, I don't know, man. The, the NFL is screwed. Um, like, I, I think the Niners in theory should be a really good team. I really thought they would beat the Titans and cement themselves last week. I don't know. Like, if Trey Lance comes out and starts and sucks, like maybe the Texans like put up a fight and win. Um, and I do think it'll be a pretty close game. Like you guys said, I think the, te- the Texans are fighting, but if the Niners lose this man, like, I just think that's embarrassing. They like, they should come out and dominate this one after a bad performance last week. Uh, Lions Seahawks. I think I'm going to go with the uh, Seahawks here. Um, I think ultimately, you know, the Seahawks are a bit more of a complete team, a bit more of a, I don't even want to say consistent. I just think ultimately this comes down to Russell Wilson. And I think even though I think he's having a really bad down year, some may even call him washed up. Maybe one of those people might be me. Who knows? I'll check back in a couple episodes. I think ultimately the Seahawks take this game. Yeah, I got to just look at quarterbacks, Russell Wilson versus whoever the the, Tim Boyle is set to start this game for the last. I was going to say whoever the Detroit Lions are trotting out there. Oh, but, geez. Um, yeah. I, that might even be better. It's just uh, Russell Wilson wants to play elsewhere, I think. I think everybody would agree with me. And uh, I think he's trying to put himself in a nice light as we get closer to when he'd have to start marketing himself. So Seahawks for me. Yeah, guys, I'm a, I was really out here ready to come out here and diverge from Rowie to come out and say the Lions uh, until I Googled that Tim Boyle was going to be the Lions starter again. If Jared Goff was playing this game, I would have picked the Lions because I think they're playing with more heart and playing better recently. But got to go Seahawks. Um, another interesting one, Cardinals-Cowboys. This is a very interesting game, actually. I saw a stat earlier today that throughout college, high school, and the pros – Kyler Murray's undefeated in Jerry World in AT&T Stadium. He's a Texas guy. He went to – in high school, he went to Texas Tech, obviously, uh, you know, Texas uh, quarterback in college, and now he's returning to Texas here. He's beat them once before last year. Um, I think I want to go Cardinals. They're really a hot, cold team. I know that it's probably a, not the favorite here, but I'd say the Cardinals win this one. This one's tough. This one's also really tough for me. Um, I'm going to go the Cowboys. Uh, The Cardinals just looked a little sloppy to me versus the Colts because it seems like they had every ability and were the better team against the Colts, and they just were hurting themselves. Penalties, you know, snapping the ball into the end zone, resulting in a safety. Um. It, assuming that continues, Cowboys are the better team. But I I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals win because they've sort of tidied up their their ways. I'm going Cowboys. Yeah. Um, as I said, I think that the Cowboys are good. I think that they're better than you two give them credit for. So I gotta go Cowboys. The the Cardinals started out really good and then they're like three and five over the last eight games. Um, like they're not playing well. I think that the Cowboys are, and the Cowboys are. With the tiebreakers, I think the only other team besides the Packers that has a quote-unquote realistic shot uh, to get the number one seed, I don't think Packers are giving it up because they have two pretty easy matchups. But I think the Cowboys are still playing for something, and they want to prove they're legit uh, and beat a real team. I picked the Cowboys. So, Rowie, I'm sorry, but we are no longer the same. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, all right, three more. Panthers-Saints. 
Uh, Saints didn't quite pan out for me last week. And honestly, I don't even know who their quarterback is this week. But I'm going to go with the Saints just because I saw a report from the Panthers media this week that said that their owner, Tepper, is reportedly, quote, embarrassed that he gave Matt Rule a seven-year contract. I think when stuff like that starts to get leaked out, that's the beginning of the end right there. I think that there's got to be players, coaches, whoever seeing that type of stuff come from that organization. And I think that the Saints, who may have a more questionable roster, specifically at quarterback at this point, uh, they have more security as an organization, as a certified defense. I think that prevails Saints over Panthers. Yeah, I'm going to go Saints as well. I'm not saying that the Saints have an identity, but when they've won, they've pretty much won the same way. Score a little bit and play really good defense. I do not know what the Panthers' identity is, especially um, you know with Christian McCaffrey out. Like, I don't know what they do. Like, I just they they don't have identity, and I I can't pick them over the Saints. Uh, and one more thing I'd like to add: pretty remarkable job by Sean Payton. He's not going to get any accolades, any coach of the year, or really any press because of the Saints are technically still not good. But the fact that they're in the conversation for a playoff team when I don't even know who the heck their quarterback is, that's good coaching. Yeah, well, Sean Payne might not get any accolades, but uh, Kevin James might for the for the upcoming Sean Payne movie. So uh, who knows, maybe an Oscar nomination uh, in, in his future. We'll see. Um, yeah, I'll say the Panthers' identity is uh, very akin to the Cornell Big Red uh, football team uh, because they seem to be changing quarterbacks at every place I look. Um, and, <laughs> hey, they're all bad. Uh, hey, that And that's not shade thrown to the Cornell quarterbacks. I will say I think all of you are better than the Panthers' options right now. Um, so quick shout-out to my boy Jamison Wang. Um but I think that the Panthers, like, I don't know what Matt Rule is doing. He thinks he's still in college. He's not. Um, I think that if next year is similar, he's going to get fired pretty damn quickly. Um, but, yeah, I'm going Saints. Taysom Hill will be starting. They're in the playoff hunt. I think pretty easy pick. Uh, real quarterback matchup here on Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers, Packers versus uh, Sean, Sean Mannion, Vikings. Uh, <laughs> you guys have. <laughs> Packers, lock of the week. Seconded, Packers, not much said, not much else. Thirded, Kellen Mond should be starting. If they're down by a lot, look at him coming at halftime. Um, last pick of the week, real chance to separate us here, Browns-Steelers. Man, this this honestly might be the closest game of the week. Um, but then knowing these two teams, let's be real, it's going to be a blowout in one of the two directions. I think ultimately uh, the Steelers are going to prevail just because I think, you know, Ben Roethlisberger last game at home, I don't know that his team's going to let him down in this way and send him out the Browns way as Jadavian Clowney put it earlier in the week. Um, I think that the Steelers are going to win this one just because of that narrative, really. Big Ben has never lost versus the Browns. Um, and there's so much emotion that's coming into this game. I got to go with Rowie. I, I think he goes undefeated against the Browns at home. Nothing would make me more happy than if the charge or sorry, if the Browns win Bengals lose and there's a showdown for Ohio in week 18 for, uh, for a playoff spot, basically. Cause that's a scenario right here. Uh, the Browns own the, the tiebreaker over the Bengals. Uh, and if they win this week and the Bengals lose, like they're playing for the a playoff spot next week. And the AFC is such a mess. Like I picked the Browns last week, basically for the same reason. And it didn't pan out. I think that nothing would symbolize the season more than that scenario playing out. I do think that Cleveland is a better team. I don't know how the Steelers have a better record. Um, and Rowie for the second time, I hate to say it. We disagree. I'm picking Cleveland. I think this game is going to suck. I think it'll be like 13 to nine with a safety thrown in. Um, but I think it'll be very interesting to see who comes out on top. Well, I just like to say once again, I actually have the, the, the braveness to make actual picks instead of just 
you know, picking with my, uh, with, with my counterpart. So we'll see how it pans out. Maybe I have the boldness to be stupid and my picks are just bad, but just wanted to put it on the record. Hey, that that's why we love you, Brad. All right, guys. And any thoughts to close out the show, anything to leave the viewers with? Yeah. I would just like to say one thing. Um, you know, we've been getting a little bit of praise from some of our viewers and just wanted to say, you know, as we close out the holidays here, I, we appreciate you. So, you know, if you're still listening. Thank you. And uh, we can't wait to show you what we've got coming in 2022. Rowie, any closing thoughts? No, I just did. Much, much appreciated. I've honestly been caught by surprise at the one or two people who've, uh, who've kind of stopped me and said, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. Cause that's one or two people more than I thought would listen to the podcast. So everything is much appreciated and you know, it's been fun and I'm looking forward to another year of doing this. So, so everything much love. Yes, sir. New year, new us weekly episodes. We're just happy to be here. It's fun to do this and talk to you guys next time.